If you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there are certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas, from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hired this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going to Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to marcellaalonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did Hello and welcome to Get Schooled with Marcella Alonzo. Today I have my wonderful guest, Susie. Thank you so much for coming on Get Schooled. Hi, thank you, Marcella, for having me. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, I've found you on YouTube, of course. You've done multiple uh, shows. I think it was, you did Soft White Underbelly. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Matt Cullen before, yep. and I brought you on, and I wanted you to introduce yourself, tell my audience who you are, mm -hmm. and uh, what form of sex work you do. Okay. Well, my name is Susie Rose. I am an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, sex worker. Um, I'm a little bit nervous. It's been a while. A little rusty around the edges. <laughs> yeah. So you grew up in New York, yes. right? Can mm -hmm. you tell your story from the beginning when you were a child? You said mm -hmm. you grew up in foster care. Yeah, so I got taken away from my mom when I was about four and a half years old, mm -hmm. uh, five. And I was in foster care from that age until I was 12. Mm -hmm. Went to go live with my biological mom for like two years. At 12 years old? Yeah. Okay. That didn't work out. Went back into the system mm -hmm. and then stayed until I was 18 and I signed myself out. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, when you finally became an adult, when you were 18 years old, you didn't have really like the support system like everybody else does, did you? Or, or what was going on during that period of time before you entered sex work? So I went back to go live with my biological mom. I tried mm -hmm. to you know, rekindle our relationship. It was kind of hard because my mom's bipolar and she deals with a lot of trauma mm -hmm. from her childhood that she still needs to fix. So it's kind of hard to mend the relationship with someone like that. Mm -hmm. um, I did it for what, three years, moved out and was pretty much on my own from there. And that's when I started mm -hmm. the, uh, the sex work. And sex work, and you you were trying to get other jobs though before you entered sex work. Well, yeah, I I'm not no lazy bitch. <laughs> Excuse my French. Like I started working at 14. I used to do mm -hmm. summer youth jobs, and uh -huh. then from there, you know, my passion was culinary. I wanted to become a chef, so I went to Kingsborough. I did a year. My major was hospitality and tourism, uh -huh. and um, you know, I was in foster care at that time, so right. I didn't have any money for clothes or anything. Um, I pretty much just dropped out of college and then that's when I started working at like lap dance only clubs mm -hmm. and I found the ads on Craigslist mm. and uh, it was like a membership only $20 a lap dance kind of thing mm -hmm. and then the guy got raided. <laughs> were you, you were there the, when it was a raid? No. no. Oh thank god. No, thank no. god. Yeah thank god. I've avoided a couple raids. Yeah. Well no no I've only been I've been in the paddy wagon once. Oh. Oh, oh no, no, was it once or twice? I think it was twice, and once was a manager at a strip club, yeah. 
That's wasn't nice. no fun. And then I actually, like, there was a third club where they raided, but it was FBI raid. And luckily, my cat put the little, uh, it's Paul mm -hmm. on my alarm clock. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't go to work that day, but then I heard, and I was like, wow. <laughs> that was a so, sign. Yeah, that was a sign. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it happens a lot in sex work to whatever, you know, you do, whether you're working strip clubs or mm -hmm. private clubs or, you know, different mm -hmm. places. Yeah, especially you don't know what the other girls are doing. Right. Some girls are dirty hustling, doing full service when they're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, kind of. Yeah, so you got into sex work because just things were, you just didn't have, like, the other resources certain people had. Yeah, I just wanted to be financially stable. You mm -hmm. know, growing up, my mom was ho homeless jumping mm. from couch to couch you know your uh, biological yeah you said oh yeah. okay and so i have two older brothers and mm -hmm. they also were in the system so she lost all three of her kids pretty much so oh, wow. yeah wow so when you first entered sex work what were your thoughts going on in your head and everything when you were was it nervous were you ready or you know it was mm -hmm. just about survival in the beginning at first i used to judge a lot of the sex workers when I used to dance I'm mm -hmm. like ah, I'll never do you know X Y and Z and then as I got into it a little bit more I was two years into dancing mm -hmm. um, the second club that I used to work for uh, the owner actually recommended me to work in massage parlors mm -hmm. and he was like Susie I don't think the strip club life is for you anymore you should try something new mm -hmm. and then that's when I started getting into the industry and I was like okay this not bad mm -hmm. so so what did you like um about working at the massage parlors versus the strip club what was the biggest difference for you as mm -hmm. a worker though it's easier mm -hmm. faster money um with the massage parlors you already have um appointments lines up there's mm -hmm. a website so the clients that call in they pick who they want it was for sure money yes instead, for sure of, money. Go, instead of going around and hustling because i danced yes. for many years and I, every club is so different mm -hmm. and every also the management is different but mm -hmm. when you went to the massage game it was like the money's already lined up yep yeah yeah because when you're working at the club you're doing a lot of hustling you got to talk mm -hmm. to them you know try to see if they want to dance with you mm -hmm. so did you with dancing with other girls did you get along with other girls or how was that yeah. experience oh, okay yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i think it's good though for every sex worker to kind of one time have stripped because mm -hmm. they understand, you know, we have to get along as a community. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I notice when somebody has stripped, they have that community vibe versus when they start yeah. solo, they're like, you yeah. know, kind of like, it's just a difference. It also helps you with escorting if you think about it. Because when you're in the club, you got to talk to them. Yes. Yes. If you don't know how to talk, escorting is not gonna be successful right for, yeah. right yeah no that talk that mm -hmm. that talk has lasted me and gotten me many opportunities mm -hmm. and then not just like in the club but when you yeah once yeah. you've got that that mouthpiece you mm -hmm. know about that yep, mouth. the mouthpiece yep the mouthpiece mm -hmm. it changes everything so now you enter the massage world mm -hmm. and um how was that going with the massage parlors and everything it was good i've met a lot of gentlemen mm -hmm. you know all races or ages you know, so. now tell me the difference with them when you work at the massage parlor and you were doing massages how was it different than any other form of sex work so um it's very different than the brothels mm -hmm. um 
in my opinion, I would rather work in a massage parlor mm -hmm. than a ranch, and here's why. So the prices are a bit cheaper, mm -hmm. but you're just doing a massage. Mm -hmm. It's massage hand job, you keep your lingerie on, you know, if they want you naked, then you upsell and you charge more. If they want to touch, that's additional. Mm -hmm. um, the spa that I used to work for, it was two fifty an hour. The mm -hmm. girl would get half. The agency would get the other half. And then the guy would tip you. You keep 100% of your tips. Mm -hmm. Now, when you work at a ranch, it's different because you got to give them half of whatever you book. On top of that, you got to pay rent. So it's mm -hmm. like a 60% cut that they're taking, mm. you know? And then if they come in through a tax or a limo, that's an additional 15% that they take already from the 15 percent mm -hmm. so it's a lot so first you were at let me understand you were first at from dancing you went to the massage parlor mm -hmm. now when is it that you went to the brothels and how did that come about okay so I've been doing sex work since I want to say the ending of like 2015 mm -hmm. so back page got shut down 2016 mm -hmm. um, that's when I started looking into the ranches. I was still doing my massages on the side, but I'm the type of girl I like to have multiple sources of income. I don't want to just put all my eggs in one basket. Yeah. So I was still doing my independent work, but also in the spas, building up my clientele. Uh huh. And then you know the ranches here and there. Oh. Yeah. So right when Fosta Sesta happened, that's you're I like, let me check try out. out the ranches. Now was it the appeal because it was legal, or what really appealed to you to go to the brothels versus, mm -hmm. you know, if you've got this massage business, you know, what 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 made you go? Let me try that over this. I'm gonna be honest. I've always known about the ranches ever since I was a kid, and I saw HBO Cat House series. Yeah. Um, I think the main reason why I went was just to show the government that I'm legally making money because, you know, when you're a working girl, yeah, most of it is cash. Yeah. Um, also, another big part of it was because Backpage got shut down. Tris wasn't even mm -hmm. yet. You they know, didn't start up. Yeah. yeah. So. So the pressure from losing Backpage. Mm -hmm. And nobody forced you. Obviously, you were an adult when you mm -hmm. entered sex work. Mm -hmm. This was your choice. Mm -hmm. You had no other means. You didn't have, mm -hmm. you know, family to give you money, family mm -hmm. to cushion you. And mm -hmm. how was the government services that they do offer to foster kids? Because a lot of people don't realize they think that you guys got it made. They don't understand mm -hmm. the reality of what goes on. Yeah, so my social worker was amazing. Mm -hmm. She used to always tell me to take advantage of what ACS can provide for mm -hmm. me. So they paid for my college. Even mm -hmm. though I didn't graduate, they did pay for the year that I went. They would also give me checks uh, every, like, two weeks for clothes and books. Mm -hmm. um, but, again, that's still not enough. Because mm, you, you were know, supporting yourself living. Yeah. You had mm -hmm. to pay your rent. You had to pay transportation to go to the school and come, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, and then you had nobody else to just cushion you. Mm -hmm. cushion you like mm -hmm. you know people that are they have their parents helping them out or whatever so this was mm -hmm. you know for survival you wanted a better life for yourself mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. also let me clarify this too because I know there's like a negative how do I say it? like a negative view on foster parents uh -huh. and a lot of people talk down on them oh they're just doing it for money my foster mother was only getting $500 a month for me wow. that's not a lot no you know, nowadays the rent is like two to three thousand a month. Yeah. So, yeah. And she was a good foster mother. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, well, that's good. You had. You that's know. that's my mom. Oh. Yes, she. Yeah. Yeah, I love her. That's good that you know you had a good experience. Mm -hmm. You know, but the the reality of 
you know, things people don't realize is there's a lot of children going through foster care that don't have, Mm -hmm. you know, what are they going to do? They don't have that security Mm -hmm. and they often do end up in jail or, you know, a life of Mm -hmm. being, you know, dependent on the government. And with, you know, sex work, you were able to financially take care of yourself. Yeah, um, I had at one point I was dependent on the government mm-hmm. when I um, I applied for housing. Mm, okay. So they made me apply for it when I was like 18, right before I signed myself out. Mm-hmm. And um, I got called like two years later, got the apartment. You were, you didn't get called till you were 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So for two years, if we one, I think around there. But but it was two, quick. But it was but two years. Mm-hmm. So for two years, think of somebody from 18 to 21. Without sex work, how are you going to pay your rent that's in true. New York City? That, that's mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like you, yeah, you did finally get it, but what did you do for those two years? Yeah, so I was working. Uh huh. I was a line cook. So from summer youth, I went to Nathan's, uh-huh. world's famous in Coney Island. Oh, okay. And I was a line cook there for about six months until it got slow, and then from there I went to Blink Fitness. Uh-huh. Was working for about a year and a half, the one in the uh, Utica location. Uh-huh. And then my last job was, what? No, I had Joe's Crab Shack, and then my last job was Shake Shack. Oh, you worked at Shake Shack? Yeah, I was a line cook. Wow, mm-hmm. well, you, you were still busting your ass. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, I don't know, I noticed during the pandemic, a lot of people th- thought it would be fun just to join into sex work and and they I've noticed that yeah and I think it's kind of weird I've seen people leave like really good jobs and I myself never had that chance of working that really good job you know what I'm saying like and I think I think it's kind of weird like you know it's one thing when you work in the service industry and Mm -hmm. you're young and you're trying to do it but when you're leaving like a good paying job you're like what hold on now yeah get out of here (laughs) like they're seeing all the girls making the money, so right. like, let me but they, jump on the ban- bandwagon, you know? Yeah, but they want to jump on the bandwagon, but there's a lot of realities mm-hmm. of sex work that eventually you do go through. Did you, have you noticed, um, my biggest thing that I personally tell, warn everybody is you sacrifice relationships, or, um, and what I mean by sacrificing relationships, getting into intimate relationships is not as it's fun dating can be not that fun and then having friends with people that are not in the industry can be another challenge have you encountered any of these challenges oh of course uh just last year i kind of lost two close friends of mine mm-hmm. um they just didn't understand my lifestyle you know i go on tour mm-hmm. so i like to go to different states mm-hmm. and you know i don't my job is pretty much like commission. So if I don't see any clients for the week, I'm not making any money. So I got to be on the go. And a lot of my friends were just like, oh, you're distant. You change. Like, I never see you. Like, you're going to state to state. And I'm like, yeah, it's a work. It's not for vacation. Right, right. You know, like, maybe if you do what I do, not trying to pressure, right, 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 you know, right. but we'll get closer. They don't understand the world you're in. They don't. Right. No, um, which is totally, yeah, because mm-hmm. sex work, that's a whole nother thing is... It's, it's, people don't understand that your lifestyle, you may not be working Mm -hmm. a Monday, but you might work a Friday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, what's even more messed up to, you know, it be those people that closest to me, like, you know what I've been through. Right. You know, I didn't grow up with, you know, white picket fence and rich family members. Like I got to go and get it. Right. Right. Like you're going to pay my bills? Did those friends, (laughs) did you grow up with friends that had more privilege than you did or... No, that's no. the crazy part. Really? Most of my friends, their parents, you know, immigrants. Oh. 
Which baffles me. Yeah. Usually a, a child of an immigrant, yeah, you, you know, to go hit the, <laughs> and get to work, get that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, back to what we were talking about, out of, mm-hmm. you've done, so you've done a couple forms of sex work, mm-hmm. not just focused on, you've worked at the brothel, you've done massage, you, which one would you say is your favorite that you've done that you, you said it was the massage, right? Well, yeah. The massage is more so because you get to keep all your tips. You get paid that mm-hmm. day in cash. At the ranch, you got to wait a whole week to get paid. And then on top of that, you got to give them 50% of your tips. Mm-hmm. If the client... So, so they take the tip money, too, at the brothels. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then, you know, if they start suspecting that you're, like, not giving them all your money, they'll ask the client before he walks out, like, how much did you pay her? Like, what? That To me, I feel like that's kind of, like, legal exploitation. Yeah. That's too That's much. That's just, yeah. They're chasing down the client as he's walking out. <laughs> Girl, the last house that I was working at, uh-huh. you couldn't even walk your client out after you finish a party. You had to leave him in the living room. And then I guess, I don't know what they probably questioned him. Who knows? But it's just like, that's not the experience that the clients want to go for. Mm-hmm. You know? They're there to have a good time, not to... Right. Did you have any um, mentors or anybody that made no. a difference? No, you've been. No. I just learned as I as I learned went. as you went. That's yeah. generally what everybody does. Now you went from the massage parlors to now doing massage independently. Mm-hmm. How is that a different versus working um, without a massage, like a, a place mm-hmm. to go to? And how did you find? Oh, you were first referred, mm-hmm. but. Now you're working at this place, and then you decide to work independently. Tell me, the, explain the mm-hmm. difference between working independent and working at a like, massage parlor. So the first spa that I used to work for was called Can You Keep a Secret? It's no longer, I think she got raided. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I was working with her for about like six months. She had like three locations, one in Chelsea, Soho, and uh, Midtown. She mm-hmm. did very well. She was actually an ex-sex worker. Um, I mean... Independent is always going to be the best, in my opinion, um, just because you're your own boss. You know, you can set your own schedule, you know, advertise your ad however you want to, set your prices, you keep 100% of your earnings. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be the cons, you would say, of being independent, though? What there's always the negative aspect, mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, there's always a safety risk, mm-hmm. you know, because I work out of my apartment, mm-hmm. so anything could happen. Uh, When I first started working in the industry, I had a situation, um, which I spoke to Matt about. I had a client that was choking me in my mom's house. Mm. Um, I actually want to backtrack. I did some massage work at my biological mom's house before I went into the massage business. Wow. Yeah. So she would let me your mom would See, let you. Yeah, and I she would pay all really her know, bills. Because she didn't know really what was going on. Yeah, she just thought it was like, okay, my daughter is doing massages. I had the whole setup, the table and everything. Yeah. Wow. And so. then somebody did try choking you. And how did that situation, like, yes. how did you get out of that? So at that time, I wasn't doing full service at all. I was just doing the massages, uh-huh. hand job. Occasionally, I'll do, like, foot fetish sessions. Right. Um, this client, now, again, I didn't have any mentor. Right. So my dumbass would get the payment after the service. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know he comes in. I give him a massage, hand job. He's like, oh, "Okay, do you 
you're doing full service, right? I'm like, no, sweetie, that's not what we agreed on. Mm-hmm. He gets up and he tries to leave. I'm like, where you going? I block the door. I'm like, you got to pay me for the massage. Right. Like, no, time is money. He's mm-hmm. trying to leave. I'm like, you're not going nowhere. I block. <laughs> then he like chokes me. I'm against the wall. I'm Ooh. yelling for my mom. She comes out. And we pretty much like run through his pockets. So you and your mom were, your mom was running through his pockets? We both were. You <laughs> We both were, That's yeah. You, you're not leaving <laughs> out of here. With, get her no, <laughs> you're not That's leaving a, here without paying me. That's a Puerto Rican woman for you. Yep, and she's like four feet, morenita. Uh uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah. So, yeah. So that was, yeah. We went through his pockets. He didn't have any money, and so wow. we let him out. Oh mm-hmm. man, what did she tell you after that? So she she was, was just like, be honest with me. Like, what are you doing? Is it just uh, massage? Or are you doing a little more? Like, uh-huh. and that's, you know, I was honest with her. You know, yeah. she was just like, be careful. Mm-hmm. But after that incident, she was just like, I can't have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I started looking for agencies. Oh, and, okay. Mm-hmm. So it was after that. Mm-hmm. Sec- okay. She was just like, no. Okay. Because she had a scary situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she was down to... Oh, yeah. I was trying to get her to do it too. Oh my! I was God. like, I'll post ads for you. Shit, my mom still looks good. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she was too scared. So she was scared. Well, yeah. probably after that incident, mm-hmm. that frightened her. Is she still? She's used to to still talk, correct? Or yeah, it's kind of a difficult relationship. Yeah, here and there, you know. Yeah. But she's always negative, so it's kind of hard to. Right. Right. Um, right. No. So I love her from a distance. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how parents. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I love that story. I didn't know she, mm-hmm. you two were fighting. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. And she was like going through his pockets yeah. too. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! So um, now dealing with the girls through the years, sh- mm-hmm. share with me the experience of the strip club girls versus the massage girls versus mm-hmm. the girls in the brothels. Have you noticed a difference? Because I can mm-hmm. I can certainly tell you the difference between different, you know, yeah. and I shouldn't, shouldn't say girls, but, you know, sex workers. How are mm-hmm. they different in each type of uh, work that so you've I've, encountered? I've never worked in an actual strip club. Oh, so the okay. clubs that I worked for were like membership only. Right, right. It, um, the guy would own, like, let me backtrack. He would rent out different venues throughout mm-hmm. Midtown and then throw the parties. Mm. It would be Tuesdays, More Wednesdays, and parties. Thursdays. Right. Yeah, and um, he would email all his clients. He had like a regular client base, right. and they would come every week. So um, the girls were pretty nice. I mean, we would wear cocktail dresses and then mm-hmm. talk to the clients. If they ever wanted to dance, we'd take them to the back room, Good. give them a dance, put our dress back on when we're done, go get the other guy. And mm-hmm. So, it was so everybody cool. got along in that type Everyone of got along. Now, the massage game, how was that? Caddy. They were caddy, those girls. Caddy, they were robbing girls' money. It was crazy. So, I worked at another spot after Can You Keep a Secret. It was called, uh, they still exist, this upscale body rub. Mm -hmm. It's in Midtown. Um, There was a girl that would leave her purse, I don't know why she would do that, in the room with the other girls. And there was a girl, I guess, when I was working there, she would rob from the girls' purses. So now you're doing all day work for and somebody you got a thousand, two thousand dollars in your purse and now you're getting robbed. Oh, man. Did all that work for free. 
gosh. So they were they were catty up at this. Very catty. Right. And yeah. then now the brothel. It's it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same. But the, they're very um. Because I've worked in different houses, mm -hmm. so the one that I was at recently, the girls were much nicer, but the other houses were were very catty. Which there's been times where I would catch girls listening in while mm -hmm. I'm negotiating in my room, and I open the door and I catch them. Mm -hmm. That's the type of shit to, that they're trying to pick up your game. Right, that's what that is. But just ask me. Don't be yeah, sneaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be. <laughs> ask what you're saying. Mm. I think they get intimidated, but they're trying to. Mm. See, when I worked at a strip club, what I did is, uh, whoever made the most money, mm -hmm. I became her best friend. That's smart. <laughs> and then they would have a ton of haters. So that's that's always what I did. Instead of like, I would be cool with them on purpose, mm -hmm. and then I would pick up whatever they're doing. You know what I'm saying? And then or bring them. That's how you do it. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how proper. And I've seen I've seen different people do different things. I've seen a lot of um, people where they intimidate each other. Like girls will, and I've seen that more recently with, now that I'm older, I'm seeing younger sex workers. Um, you try telling them something and they don't know, you know, mm -hmm. they, yeah. And then or they, they get, get offended. Yeah, or they, exactly, exactly. And they it's get like, babe i've been in the game for seven years you just started right no shade but i'm, I'm right. trying to help you out right so. right yeah like so it's it's just been weird like i hate when people talk about uh oh uh, he's a, a ball player or whatever i'm like those are the guys that don't pay <laughs> it's, it's yeah right who are your favorite type of clients though because that's everybody's different who are your favorite type of clients speaking of which old old so you like the older men mm -hmm. the best uh, and uh, your clientele now, you get all sorts of people? Or? All sorts. I have people in the entertainment business, mm -hmm. you know, actors here and there, lawyers, mm -hmm. Hasidic Jews. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because of the yeah. being in New York. Yeah. yeah. I just found out I'm like 3% Jewish, by the way. Did my ancestry. Oh, you did the ancestry, Doc? Lahayim. Yeah. No, and... Um, you know what, uh, a lot of Hispanic people actually have either Jew or Arabic in them. Um, mm -hmm. And it goes back to cause Spain and there's something called mm -hmm. Basque or something else. It begins with a B. Mm -hmm. And that's where the um, Sarfatic, I forgot the name of it. Um, I can't think of the name. There's a certain type, there's a darker Jew, um, mm. not, uh, I can't think of the name, I'll have to tell you later have to come back on that thought mm -hmm. but yeah there's a lot of spanish people we do mm -hmm. have like when it goes back to spain so it's crazy yeah yeah no i've known about that so basque is called something called basque or something so mm. if you look at your ancestry a lot of people because and uh, i think i saw that on my yeah then yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. i could tell you yeah because when i did my ancestry.com it all came to spain amazing yeah like that and then indigenous of uh i have indigenous of puerto rico through Me my too. grandmother's side yeah so that's you probably have tahino in you wow which is not federally recognized um that's but cool. it's the indigenous indian of puerto rico so you probably have wow. what i yeah probably the same thing so which is rare because they thought they got rid of us but we're not federally we don't get a check for that we're still here bitches <laughs> yes yes <laughs> So that um, so those are your type of customers, and where is it else? Have you anything crazy you've seen at the brothel? 
No, but I've heard stories. I mean, most of the ranches, they don't even have security, which is crazy. Because yeah. anybody could just run up in there and, like, shoot the whole place up. I don't uh, know if you've heard about... We spoke about this off camera. The the spa, they got shot up by a client. Yeah, was that the it Atlanta? Was on the news. The I Atlantic. Think it was in Atlanta. Yeah, I remember when that was happening. That's very sad. Yeah, it's crazy. So the you've worked at Perunk, or what brothels have you... Yeah, so... I've worked everywhere. Even Reno? Up north, yeah. I've worked at Mustang. Mm -hmm. I've worked at Sagebrush, Sherry's, and Chicken Ranch. What is the difference between up north versus south of the brothels? So up north, it's it's quiet. Um, you get more like residential people that live mm -hmm. there. Um, as for Chicken and Sherry's, it's closer to Vegas. It's about like a 40-minute hour drive, so you mm -hmm. get a lot of different foot traffic. But lately, it's been very slow. They mm. took me off the site, too, the other mm. day because I just canceled my future tour. I was like, I'm not going to go. Oh, because it's not financially worth it to go. Yeah, because if you don't book anybody, you still owe them room and board. What? So if you're... It's crazy. So you have to book ahead of time before you go to the ranch? Well, you got to give them your dates. Okay. You know, and then what they do is when you get there... Um whatever parties you get they deduct it from that mm, so okay but they're not as making you pre-book or do no they, no okay well we can't talk prices you can't which talk it, prices. it sucks because i wish i could talk prices so that way i can have them send deposits and right right you know because right. i'm coming all the way from the east coast to fly to vegas it's a lot of money yeah, and then you have to pay for it. And then testing is how much? Yeah, so the testing out there, I believe it's 150 And you have to pay that every week or every two? Every Monday. Every Monday. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that you have that fee, your airline, and all that before you actually go out there. And then if my um, permit is expired, I have to renew it. That's 250 250 for mm -hmm. that. So it's cheaper for you to work really independent because mm -hmm. you have all these factors instead of sitting in there. In mm -hmm. reality, it because of the it's not just you're going out there there everything is free. You mm -hmm. have to walk in there and get ready to pay. Nothing's for free. Right. And then you have a chance of not making money in the bra like has that happened? Oh yeah, it has happened. The last 3 tours that I do were, that I did were horrible. Mm -hmm. I actually owe chicken i think i owe them like a week's rent wow. for march tour because it was horrible i only made six hundred dollars after paying everything after paying everything and then six hundred for the week so that means you have to pay your rent out here you have to get your flight so you're in the hole mm -hmm. yeah i'm in a deeper hole than what i you know. right 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 so mm -hmm. so in reality um, it's not really financially good to go sometimes to the ranch. And then you're sitting, are girls, yeah. is that common? Are a lot of girls, like when they're working at these brothels, they're not making back their money or? So right now I feel like, um, we're in a recession. I don't know. The ranches yeah. are oh, not, I see. Yeah. the ranches are not making as much money. When I first started, um, working at chicken, it was right after COVID finished. Oh, so okay. they had the grand opening it was a small house. I like working in smaller houses. I feel like every girl is going to make money. Right. When you work in bigger houses, the ratio is off. Not every girl is going to be making money, which sucks. Uh -huh. But, you know, I, they had about seven to ten girls when I first started. Now they're filling it up to 25. 
Oh, because people here or the people are just desperate. You know, are, they, that. are just, they new girls or girls have been around joining? Um, brothels? it's a lot of new girls, but I, I also feel like the owners are very money hungry, mm -hmm. and it's like you don't need to have that many girls to run a successful business. Right. I come from New York, a major city. Worked in massage parlor, aka brothels, because you are selling a sexual service at the end of the day. Right. It's just a different type of sex work. But they had about six girls, and they were making a hundred thousand a month off of massages. Wow. So this was in New York. They were making that much. Yeah. Okay. And then, but then the brothels, the girls are now struggling. Yeah. Unless you're a porn star and you know, but mm -hmm. the porn stars can't really advertise They're them pro. working at the brothels because the porn agencies don't want them to do that. Oh. So it's like, I feel like the brothels now they're hiring a lot of girls that do porn just to like bring customers yeah. to them. Mm -hmm. because on the name mm -hmm. sort of like what's going on now with um the online world i feel like girls are entering porn just to get more numbers mm -hmm. and they're not really they don't you know to each his own but i i'm seriously seeing you know my mm -hmm. best friend of over 20 years she's a major porn star she was meant to do porn from the moment i met her she looked like a porn she is the uh, people can look her up, Ava Devine. She is like a serious mm -hmm. one, but I'm noticing now that people are jumping in, maybe doing a scene or two to mm -hmm. get more visibility to their name, but they may not really be porn material. And I'm mm -hmm. I'm seeing that. Oh, I'm, I'm seeing it, so. Yeah, yeah, and they're jumping on the bandwagon, you know. So, mm -hmm. and so now they're the, the girls are doing porn, and then the brothels are coming in there, and then they're expecting, what happens when these new porn girls are coming in and they're not making money? Are they bitching? Well, they leave. They leave. You know, girls that are not making money, they're not going to stay at a ranch. You yeah. Know, they'll go work independent. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because it makes more sense. Mm -hmm. And then the overhead costs now of you being independent, what is, for you to be independent, to not be in the brothel, what does that look like with the ads and everything else? Well, my, my ads alone on Arrows, and I'm going to mention this, this is some free game uh -huh. for anybody, you know, clients, girls watching uh, Eros is the creme de la creme of the escort sites and mm -hmm. Trist as well. Those are the top two sites. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be verified in order to be on the site. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that that's I'm going to leave it at that. But um, with Eros, I spend about 500 mm -hmm. per listing. Um, Trist, per city, per city. Per city. Okay, so that's, that's if you travel, then the, the cost would be higher. Mm -hmm. And okay. certain cities are cheaper. Okay. So um, Trist, I spend about 170 mm -hmm. So, yeah. About like almost seven hundred dollars on almost my ad. seven hundred on your ad. Okay, mm -hmm. and how soon is it to recoup those fees? And then what um, other else do you need? Because you mm -hmm. need the location. Mm -hmm. You know. So I mainly host out of my place in Jersey. Um, mm -hmm. I pay about almost three thousand dollars in rent. Mm -hmm. um, it's a nice building. So yeah, yeah. Plus that. Mm -hmm. So about like I would say four thousand. Right. You but know, somebody but needs to be, they've already need to be established in an apartment. Oh, yeah. And be in an apartment also cautious of the neighbors. Mm -hmm. It's not just anybody could do it, right? Because there's been yeah. probably certain circumstances that you can't pop up and do it. Yeah. yeah so um, one thing about working at the, the massage places, I learned a lot about the first one that I worked at. Can mm -hmm. you keep a secret? Mm -hmm. She was an ex-sex worker. She taught me a lot of game. Mm -hmm. Um she would always tell me, you know, be careful with the foot traffic. And that's one thing that I've always, you know, you don't want a bunch of guys coming in and out of your apartment because then, like you said, neighbors are going to start 
right. oh, what she got going on. There's only men coming out of there. So I do limit to three people a day and I space out my appointments. I try mm-hmm. not to do it too back to back. Now, when I go on tour and I'm in a hotel, it's kind of different. Mm-hmm. I'll see a little bit more clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. But do you have any factors where it starts costing you money that it gets aggravating, like stuff comes up, like you go on a bad tour or, you know, Mm -hmm. because people, they have this illusion with sex work that Mm -hmm. we're always having tons and tons of problems, Mm -hmm. but you got to put money out to Mm -hmm. make money. And Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Have you had any times where you've lost out on money or you've put money out and then, you know, other than the broth, I'm talking about being independent, Mm -hmm. that you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, um, this was recent. I was just in Boston, what, a few days ago? I went Mm -hmm. out there um, because my phone was blowing up. I posted Mm -hmm. an ad. So this is what I like to do. Before I go to a different state, I'll post for that state and see if my phone blows up. Mm -hmm. Now, if I get a lot of traffic, then I'll just go and I'll I'll take that gamble, book the hotel, get the Amtrak ticket, go all the way to Boston. Um, For the most part, every time I go to Boston... I always make ten to fifteen thousand mm-hmm. for one week. Right now, I was only there for two days. I only made back, you know, my my hotel fee and, mm. and train. It was six hundred, so yeah. it wasn't really worth it. Um, but you know, it happens. Yeah, and so that's what people need to realize mm-hmm. because it, it, it's, you know, you could put money out and then lose it, and then you mm-hmm. see somebody, and it's like you might as well just at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like some people, you know, they don't. It, it happens, and it's just part of the work of sex worker. Because mm-hmm. a lot of misconceptions, they just think we've got thousands of dollars every day, mm-hmm. and we're just spending it, going in. That's mm-hmm. not the case. You gotta always have your your overhead. Gotta spend money on condoms. Gotta spend money on oils, especially if you're a massage. Whatever you want to advertise yourself. Mm-hmm. Me, I do massaging in Nuru. The Nuru gel alone costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That bottle alone, fifty bucks. Yeah. Fifty to sixty dollars anywhere. Now, you know, so. break it down to us with the massage game about the difference between Nuru, Tantra, or mm-hmm. like fetish work. So, um, with FBSM, it stands for Full Body Central Massage. Mm-hmm. That is done on a table, and it's like you get a massage, deep tissue, and a hand job. Now, mm-hmm. the Nuru it's different because it's like a Japanese technique. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a gel; it's very slippery. Mm-hmm. You have to use this Nuru gel for the session if you don't a lot of providers claim they have the Nuru gel and they use oils it's mm, not the same you need the, the real Nuru yes so it's very slippery um and yeah it's just a body to body slide and then you you know you get your hand job so mm, okay so rather than the regular oil they use the Nuru and mm-hmm. then you just slide your body right mm-hmm. on it yeah. i usually like to keep my my bottoms on because it's so slippery mm-hmm. that you don't want any mistakes <laughs> It can slip in. <laughs> it can so. slip in. Wow. Yeah. And then do you do any type of fetish work? I used to. Now I do very well just Nuru alone. But uh-huh. I want to get into like the BDSM. Ooh. So you know that's in you. I think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, any, um, what is like the most craziest? Usually I get mm-hmm. aggravated when people mm-hmm. ask me that. But, mm-hmm. you know, what are the, the some of the fetish stuff that you did enjoy, I should ask? I really enjoy the golden showers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't mind. I'll pee on you. Yeah. You're like pink. Yeah. yeah. You have the dominance. on Yes. I'm very dominant. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm more of a sensual dom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I got to practice more of my like, shut up. Sit down. Go there. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, yeah. It's, it's, it's 
to be a dominant woman, it has to be something natural. Mm -hmm. And I always, when people, I would hear, they go, ooh, I don't want to do that. He wants somebody to, I remember it started with me in the strip clubs. Mm -hmm. And I would be, um, they go, this guy wants me to put makeup. I go, where is he at? And I'll go find him. And I'm like, just put him on and tell him he's a pretty... <laughs> girl and then um i've done like the strap on all sorts of crazy stuff nice i've never done the strap how was that oh the pegging oh yeah mm -hmm. i've I used my it. fingers before like i'll put the gloves on and no pegging do. i i like and it's very um i've been doing it since 1997. So wow <laughs> nice. it's been yeah a lot of men do like that but uh yeah you know to be a dominant woman, you know it inside. Mm -hmm. So if you already know, you, you have it inside. It's just mm -hmm. about getting the right training to yeah. pull it out of yourself. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So then you could cater more to those types of sessions. Have you ever worked for uh, like a, uh, how do you say, a dungeon? Yeah, and no, I'm actually a trained dominatrix too. Nice. So I've interviewed, um, my um, mentor is Terry Indiana. I did mm -hmm. an episode with her. She's a very... I always tell people if anybody wants to get any type of training, she's out of Los Angeles and she's like to me the best. She used to be from here mm -hmm. in New York and she wow. had a dungeon, but That's I've awesome. never really worked. I've rented dungeons to use, but I've never really worked because again, I'm more like you were that central part. Mm -hmm. And I found that um, those guys would be flaky. So I've made a lot of money mm -hmm. online with those fetish guys. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those of course are my favorite. Yeah. And I then... I like pegging too. Yeah. Nice. I've had a client one time. He was like, oh, just can you do ball busting? I felt so bad stepping on his balls. Like, Are you sure? It's like harder. I'm like, okay. Oh, where was that in person or was that um, That brothel? was when I used to work at uh, Upscale. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. You've done it. And your seven years, you've got around. Yeah. Yeah. Been around. Wow. You've worked at two mm -hmm. different um, massage places. Mm -hmm. And then, now tell me about, this is what I wanted, because I haven't yet interviewed anybody. Tell me the difference between the escort client and the massage clients. What type of guys mm -hmm. come in more for massage? Because a lot of women mm -hmm. that are escorts will frown upon massage. But I mean, there's, it's kind of all the same thing. <clears throat> Sorry about that. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, it's all the same thing. You know, as if you're selling a sexual service, to me, that's escorting. Right. You're a stripper. That's that's sex work. That's right. You right. Know. I say it, it, yeah. all sex work is under an umbrella, mm -hmm. but there's different levels. aspects, different levels, different degrees. Like some people might just do porn. Some people might see in person. Um, some people like it's it's we should only do what we're comfortable with that's what i believe in you know mm -hmm. and get ourselves involved with something that we're comfortable with but um do you notice a big difference with like the massage clients versus any other clients like a difference mm -hmm. of mannerism or you mm -hmm. know what what type of guy comes in for massage um well you know the ones that are on a budget mm -hmm. you know um you could definitely get more money off of them but you're not gonna get like my going rate for full service is 16 mm -hmm. an hour i'm not gonna get that at a massage parlor mm -hmm. you know realistically i right. mean massages are they're charging 250 to 300 mm -hmm. so you know i but are, are there some guys coming in just for the massage or yeah mm -hmm. or are they married are they single or what type of uh guy mm -hmm. customer do you see that comes in 
So most of the guys in general are married. Mm -hmm. um, even when I do my independent work, even at the brothels, I feel like most of the clientele are married mm -hmm. when they come book providers. Um, for the most part, they were respectful. Mm -hmm. I've never had a bad incident at a massage parlor. Mm -hmm. um, but they're just, you know, on a budget. That's the only thing. They're on a budget. Yeah. Okay. And they just mm -hmm. want the massage mm -hmm. and that's it. Most of them just want the massage, hand job, and that's that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, but with you doing the massage, you can upsell oh, yeah. from that mm -hmm. versus escorting. Escorting, they have to show up with a certain amount. Mm -hmm. It's a done deal. But massage, there's possibility of making more if mm -hmm. it's on the table, right? Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that gives you room versus sort of like being a stripper where you could, you have room mm -hmm. to negotiate if they have it, yeah. you know. They if they have it. Right, right. Mm -hmm. If they don't. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Okay. And now have you, you said also you were working on a documentary. Are you still working yes. on yes. that or tell I'm, me about that? So I'm still filming. Mm -hmm. I got to film one more scene, um, but pretty much you get to see the behind the scenes of me going on tour. I have a client that is going to be on there as well. And he's going to be talking about his experience in booking providers mm -hmm. um, and how I kind of changed his life for the better. So uh, it's, it's a great And so you're doing this work. all by yourself? all by myself i paid for the video guy he's mm -hmm. doing all the editing i have a couple girls on there as well talking about their experience working mm -hmm. independent working at ranches so it's, it's gonna be awesome and where will you have it do you think so of i'm gonna drop that on my fansly okay so the link is gonna be in my bio on instagram okay the neuro guru oh okay um, so that is your ig mm -hmm. okay and then you'll put it on your fansly yeah okay because mm -hmm. i can't i would love to put it on youtube and uh -huh. just you know right but YouTube but, yeah oh I've been through it already with the now you going you, now have you dipped online or what is it been your experience so far like with the OnlyFans or anything like that so when COVID first happened mm -hmm. I was living in Bay Ridge I was renting out a room mm -hmm. and you know none of my clients wanted to come see me they were scared you know the mm. first month or two so that's when I kind of started the OnlyFans thing mm -hmm. and uh, I did well so how did you survive with so COVID, you were living somewhere. Where, where were you mm -hmm. at that point when it happened in 2020? I was in Bay Ridge. Okay. I was, yeah, I was renting out a room for 900. Um, a friend of a friend kind of introduced me to the person, and I was living with him. Um, but he was barely there, so I had the okay. apartment to myself. Mm. And then um, after, like, the two-month period, I started getting bookings. Um, I made, like, 80000 Oh, during COVID. Yeah. And oh. I wasn't there for like, I was living in his house for like six months. So I made 80 pains. Oh, months. wow. Oh, because you were like the only one working at that time. Did mm -hmm. you get COVID or no? No. No, you didn't get. Oh, okay. Until like later on. Till later. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think everybody eventually did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Got COVID after that point. Yeah. Oh, so you survived pretty well mm -hmm. during COVID. So you were living with this guy. Where did you go from there then? So um, he didn't like that I was getting busy. So uh -huh. he kind of just was like, you got two months to move out. So uh, by February, I got out of his place and then I moved back to Bushwick. Uh. And then I was living with my best friend for about two years. Mm -hmm. It was a two bedroom apartment. Really nice. And then uh, we kind of split ways. Mm -hmm. um, and now I have my own place. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Wow. So, so even with everything going down during uh, COVID, you were able to survive mm -hmm. because you were able to see what little. Did you have any? Because um, I remember going to the hairdresser and he made me 
you would walk in and you would have to like put sanitizer. What did you do yep. during that period? Oh, you used to say mm -hmm. the nail salon that I used to go to, they would sanitize the bottom of my shoes. Yes. So yes. He would, you'd have to lift your feet and he would do, did you have something going in during COVID like mm -hmm. that for the guys? Um, no, I mean, I would give them hand sanitizer and then I always make my clients take a shower mm. before I start the session. I don't care if you said you took a shower three minutes before, still go and hop in the okay, shower. Okay, so they're at least cleaning mm -hmm. off whatever. Because mm -hmm. that was a scary time. Yeah. That was and then very, the whole monkeypox. Oh, that was that. scary. Yeah, I got my monkeypox shot. Mm -hmm. I was like, uh-uh. No, I was like, I'm not getting the, like, where it signed me up. I was the only woman that did. Wow, I was scared. Because when I got my COVID shot, my whole arm was swollen. Oh. So I was like, yeah, I'm not getting no more shots. Oh, yeah, no, I went and I saw that monkey pucks and I was like, mm -hmm. uh-uh, and I got it. And somebody's like, you know, you should, and I go, I don't care. I'm getting that. I'm not going to get, like, and mm -hmm. I was the only woman there, and I remember they were playing Beyonce. <laughs> they were. You saw the bumps, though? That the people I didn't see the I didn't want to see the bumps. That's why I got oh the shot. God. It looked like moles. Oh, that That's was crazy. That was really, really, really disturbing when all that happened. And I just was like, because in New York, they were offering it free. And I said, I'm going to get this the first. And I, I sure mm -hmm. enough, I got it. I got both shots. And I got I that. So, oh, so you, you've encountered, yeah, multiple things. Yeah. I had yeah. to take the shot, too, before going into Chicken Ranch. They would not oh, hire they, me without the shot. So they, they wouldn't hire you without the COVID or the monkeypox? Without the COVID shot. Oh, yeah, so okay. So they're the requiring girls now to have the COVID. Well, not now. Not now. Not okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, but before. When they first opened up. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Okay. I think everywhere was requiring. Yeah. I mean, that some people were anti-vaxxer. Yeah. I didn't want to get the shot. Uh-huh. You know, but I was like, I need to. Got to make this money. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, I, I would have been a goner. So I was like, I need, I had it. I don't have that, um. What do they call it? That immunity, natural mm -hmm. immunity. Somebody was, I go, look, I don't have that. I'd be a goner. Mm -hmm. My lungs are bad. <laughs> it's not happening. Um, let me see. So where can everybody, we're coming now towards the end. Where can everybody find you? Because you've got such a unique story. And you, thank you for breaking down everything. Um, what's your websites, your social medias and all mm -hmm. that so they can follow you? Yeah, so my Instagram is the Nuru Guru. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Follow me on no Instagram. You don't have no Twitter. I do, but I'm barely on it. The Neuro Guru. <laughs> follow me on there. You know. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. My name is Marcella Alonso. You can follow me on my IG, which is Marcella Sobella. Which is also you can find me on Facebook under Marcella Sobella and my YouTube. Thank you for being on Get School. Thank you.